It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tuesday, September 28th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians uh, set the season off in, in uh, winning fashion at Progressive Field, final home game of the 2021 campaign. Uh, the Indians beat the uh, Kansas City Royals in a makeup game from uh, a rainout in last week's uh, hectic sort of um, you know, what, nine-game homestand, I guess it was. Right. Uh, but the final home game as the Indians, and we'll we'll get into this a little bit later on in the podcast about the, the emotions and the feelings of the day, but for the Indians to come out and uh, basically answer every Kansas City run and Ahmed Rosario putting up four hits, driving in the, the, the go-ahead run, um, just uh, all around a, a good win, a good feeling, a good way to send things off uh, to close out the home campaign in 2021 for the Indians yesterday at the ballpark. Yeah, Joe, it was like a perfect day. You know, it was like, what, 76 degrees. It was sun, bright sun, uh, sunshine, uh, nice breeze. And the Indians came out swinging the bats, man. I mean, Kansas City, you know, jumped on them early. But, uh, you know, the Indians, like you said, answered every every uh, – you know, every chance they got, they they scored, and uh, you know Rosario had a, just a huge game. Just uh, what the four six hit hit no the six four hit game four hit game of the, his season. Yeah, I think uh, Rosario has like five or he has he has six four hit games for the Indians. I think only two other players on the roster have four hit games uh, in all this year for the club. Uh, he's, I, b- I believe, second in the majors in number of four-hit games, and uh, he just looked like the Ahmed Rosario of August when he batted 372 for the month, uh, had the most hits in the American League, and was just all around, you know, unstoppable at the plate. Uh, at at the time, he hit the, uh, you know, the, the double in the uh, in the second inning was was a RBI double, uh, and and the the home run after in the third after, uh, I'm sorry, the home run in the third after Kansas City had tied things up that really sort of settled things down for the Indians and, and let them sort of lock in offensively again. Uh, really, everybody looked like they were swinging the bat well. Miles Straw again uh, with with a couple of hits in the game. 
uh, the top of the order really looks like it's it's set if it wants to be set for next season. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's a good point. And I think uh, DeMarlo Hale talked about that after the game. What you've got Straw, Rosario, and Ramirez, your top three. Then uh, after that, Reyes, Bobby Bradley. And, you know, so, you know, that's, that's one, two, three, four, five. You know, it's pretty solid guys right there. You know, you've you got to like uh, – what Straw and Rosario bring you at the top of the lineup. You know, they both can run and, and Ramirez too, you know, and they, and uh, they can steal some bases and, uh, and you've got Reyes, you know, behind those guys to drive them in. So that's kind of a, a you know, it, it's kind of, it looks like a, the lineup, at least the top part of the lineup is coming together and maybe, you know, rolling forward can, uh, you know, come out and be even better next year. Yeah, the uh, the blueprint is there. If you've got four guys identified at the top of the lineup, that's that makes things uh, you know a little bit easier. Now you just got to find the pieces at the bottom to to sort of reconnect that uh, to the top of the order uh, as as you move forward. Uh, Cal Quantrill on the mound again, and I don't know how many times we've said it just over the last two months, but uh, he looks uh, you know lights out. And again, he went another quality start. I believe that's four in a row and six out of his last seven starts have been at least six innings, fewer than three earned runs. Uh, he was in, in and out of a little trouble early. So, uh, it, you know, his pitch count kind of, kind of went up there, but you know, he settled in after the third inning and he finished with what, six strikeouts. Quantrill uh, looks like he is a big part of what the Indians have in store for next season. And, and he talked about that in the post game. He said, uh, you know, we hope the, the fans are, are out here supporting the Guardians next year when, uh, when yeah. they're, they're playing in the ballpark. Yeah, and because they've got, he said, the, the Indians, or the, the ball club has, uh, has big plans for next year. And uh, he's got to be right in the middle of those plans, Joe. You know, he fits, he's really, what, eight and one since the All-Star break mm -hmm. and one of the best pitchers in baseball since the break and I mean uh, he's got a what a sub three ERA yeah yeah and since the break I think it's what one seven one eight maybe one eight something so uh you know he's, he's just uh you know really has uh you know taken the opportunity and, and run with it and uh you know he's he'll go into next season as a starter right now I don't think you could do it any other way with the way he's pitched yeah if, if anybody on the pitching staff has earned or built up uh, you know, deserved confidence at, at some point. Look at what Cal Quantrill was able to do. He started off the season in the bullpen, and he was good in the bullpen. He was a big piece of what made the bullpen successful early. But then when the injuries happened, he had to move into the starting rotation, and he's just taken off since then. There was there was a period where there, there was a little bit of struggle because of the transition and because he was he was being limited as much as he was. And really – he wanted nothing more than to throw a hundred pitches every time he went out uh, as soon as he transitioned to a starter, but you know, they were smart and they, they, they transitioned him the right way and it paid off. And right now he's as dominant as any pitcher in, in the American league. Uh, every time he goes out, I, I just hope that he takes that confidence into the off season and it translates into next spring training when, you know, last year he was, or this past spring training wasn't exactly the best for him. And that's how he got passed over for the starting rotation. Yeah. I think, you know, he was like, he was one of those guys that 
you know, stayed in Arizona. He might live in there. I don't know if he's got a home in Arizona, but he spent a lot of time in Goodyear when, when the, when the training facility was open, you know, uh, in and out with COVID, I guess, but a bunch of those guys stay out there, Beaver, and uh, he really worked hard at, 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 you know, getting, setting the foundation to be a starter. It didn't work out in spring training, but obviously some of that foundation carried over when he got his chance here, you know, when, when the Indians had so many injuries. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's play a little game here. Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, a scenario. Uh, let's say instead of being at the end of the, the season, at the end of September, uh, that we would have one more month of the season. Let's say the regular season extended one more month. Uh, if that were the case, which of the young players on the Indians roster would benefit most or suffer the most from one more month of the regular season? Uh, I, I, I'll throw one out. The, the one that, that I think, one of the ones that I think would benefit the most right now uh, would be Andres Jimenez. I think uh, since he's come back up from AAA, from uh, spending uh, you know, a couple of months down the, with Columbus, He's he's really sort of started to figure things out and he's a little more composed and confident and patient at the plate. Uh, we've seen his power numbers draw, uh, jump up a little bit over the last you know week and a half or so, uh, three home runs in like the last 10 days. Uh, just looks like he's swinging the bat a lot better. And I think if the season were a month longer starting right now, the, the extra at bats that he would get would definitely benefit him heading into the offseason. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. He really has swung the bat better. He's driving the ball, even as he's driving, you know, he's hitting, making solid contact, even on the balls where he gets out. You know, he line drives to the outfield. So, uh, you know, that that's that's good to see. And defensively, I think he's playing a little better, regardless of where, you know, they're playing him short or second. I think that, that little stretch where uh, Rosario had to go home, you know, to the Dominican because of his grandmother, the death of his grandmother, and uh, Andre's got a chance to start like six, four, five, six games at short. That really helped him. All right. Yeah. Who do you think uh, would be a player that would benefit from one more month of the season? You know, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, uh, you know, a guy like uh, maybe Trevor Steffen. You know, I think uh, he's uh, he's pitched so well, you know, but he's kind of gone, gone under the radar. And it seems that. Uh, know the way DeMarlo Hale has used him he's he's kind of you know he's he's used him in in higher leverage situ situations and I think that would only increase with you know with a month left to the season we'd really get he'd really get some experience in you know in, in when when you're up two to one instead of pitching when you're down by five runs so and we've seen him you know really kind of get better and better in those situations right yeah I think part of that might be because of uh, the change in roles that that Stefan has been pitching in since James Karinchak uh, went down to the minors, uh, that was, you know, DeMarlo Hale said he he had to pitch guys like Stefan in those roles uh, because they needed arms in those spots. And you're right, they have we have seen him in more high leverage situations. Uh, another guy I might throw in there would benefit from another month of the season might be Anthony Ghost as well. We could definitely get a chance to to see more of him. Uh, hopefully, we get to see more of him uh, in this final week, these final six games. Uh, for the Indians, uh, maybe go get a chance to pitch in, in two or three of them, and that would be excellent to, to see as well. Uh, who would suffer, though? Who 
who needs the season to end right now? Who's who, who needs the season to end yesterday, basically? Uh, because, you know, they're not getting any better every time they go out there. Yeah, I think we've we're seeing a little fatigue with Tristan McKenzie. He had that great run, you know, like six, seven, eight start run where you almost threw a no hitter, a perfect game. Uh, and that really kind of snowballed for him. But, you know, his last two times out, he's he's looked like uh, the Tristan McKenzie from the first half and he's walking some people. And I don't know, I think it's just like maybe fatigue is 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 playing a playing a role in that. So I think he would he might benefit from a from a, from the season being ending today. Yeah, and I think if the season ended today, uh, Bradley Zimmer might be uh, might appreciate it as well. He's he's had maybe not as, as much physical, but he's had some mental lapses over the last week or so running the bases. Uh, he might just be burned out in that regard. Uh, and also, you know, he, there was a stretch there where he was he was racking up hits left and right, and uh, he's, he's the swing's gotten a little bit longer lately. Uh, he did hit the 408 foot home run. Uh, yesterday that we'll uh, we'll talk about here in a second but uh yeah Bradley Zimmer looks like a guy who who needs the the offseason to come uh pretty quickly here uh speaking of Bradley Zimmer and his 408 foot home run uh the he becomes what the fourth player in the modern era to hit a home run off of his brother Kyle Zimmer the relief pitcher for uh the Kansas City Royals had had really uh, the the first what three meetings were uh, were pretty much a stalemate. No, the first two meetings were, you know, uh, what Zimmer struck out. Uh, Kyle yeah, struck, struck out Bradley out. in his first meeting, and Bradley drew a walk and scored a run in their second meeting. Correct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Sunday, it all it all changed. I think uh, there might be some some cold stares across the dinner table at Thanksgiving time <laughs> uh, when when the Zimmer family gets together. Uh, coming up in, in later on in November, uh, Bradley Zimmer launching a 408 foot home run to right field. He he challenged that mezzanine deck again, didn't he, Coinsy? He he came pretty darn close. Yeah, there was no doubt about that uh, that home run, and that that that, go, that that that's big time bragging rights right there when you when you take your older brother deep like that in uh, <laughs> lead, especially leading off an inning. You know, like there's no doubt about it. So. Uh, and now they'll probably they could meet again during this three game series at Kauffman Stadium. So you know uh, he might. We'll have to see how the he next get chapter one, unfolds. He might get one in the ribs. That's the that's the only problem is <laughs> you know uh, that's uh, I would not put it beyond uh, the the scope of what what could happen if the, if it's not a, a leverage situation and they're facing each other in a game. Uh, you know maybe Kyle throws one behind him. Who knows. That's uh, always a possibility. Hey, uh, we wanted to mention uh, James Karinchak. And over these last six games here, as the Indians are on the road in Kansas City and uh, Texas, what do you think the chances are that they, that they bring James Karinchak up for, you know, one or uh, two appearances maybe during the, down the stretch here? Yeah, that, it's an interesting question, Joe. I, um... You know, I, I, I heard that they, they might be kicking the idea around, uh, but I think you've really at this stage of the season, you know, you've really got to look at where Karen check is, is he, you know, is he making progress at Columbus? Uh, they've got a couple games left. Um, 
So, um, you know, and, and if, you, if you're making progress, you know, and, and they still feel he has some things to work on, well, keep him down there. But <clears throat> if you want to see him, you know, maybe get one or two starts in the big leagues to see, to have him feel good about himself going into the off season, then maybe, then maybe you do it, but it, it's not, you still have to make a roster move. So, you know, you, you, somebody would have to go down or, and for, to make space for him. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. It, you know, you don't want to see an injury or anything like that. Uh, maybe there's a chance if there was an injury, but, uh, you know, right now to bring him back and have him, you know, fail again at the major league level might set back some of the work that you've been doing, uh, you know, down there in the minors. So, so who knows? Uh, the Indians, uh, we talked about the six games remaining. Uh, they, they need to go what? Uh, five and one down the stretch in order to have a winning season and uh, continue that streak, uh, make it nine straight winning seasons uh, in a row since uh, 2013. Uh, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. They've played very well against both the Rangers and the, the um, Royals, but really uh, five and one is a lot to ask of a team with, you know, six games left in the season. Yeah, I think it is, Joe. It's uh, and they really, you know, they've been a, a, a stop and start team since uh, really DeMarlo has taken over. I don't think they've, you know, their longest winning streak of the season has been five games. I think their longest losing streak is right around six, six or seven, nine, nine games. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, so it's, it's really kind of a, you know, one, two steps forward, one step back kind of performance since the break. So, um, you know, maybe more realistic if they go four and two and finish 81 and 81. And, you know, they still keep that. Uh, it's, it, I guess uh, that went, not the win. Right. They, they it would preserve. It had preserved the streak in terms of not having a losing season, but uh, 81 and 81 is after that nine game losing streak, you kind of thought the worst of them. And, you know, they've sort of scrapped back and forth here uh, since then. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they get it done. I don't think they get to, to, to um, 82 or I'm sorry to, yeah. 80, was it 82? Yeah. I don't think they get to 82 wins um, this yeah, season. It, I, I it's going to take some doing. They'd have to, they'd have to, well, they'd have to go five and one. They'd have to yeah, five they'd and really one. have to, you know, run the table. Uh, the attendance figures, the home attendance figures came out yesterday. Uh, 1.14. 1.114 million uh, for the season. And that's for a season where they didn't have full capacity uh, allowance uh, from the, you know, the health officials until uh, really the end of May, I believe May 22nd was that first week there that they, they could have uh, full capacity for the season. So, you know, a little over a million uh, fans came through. Uh, and, and we're able to come back to the ballpark. It's a good indication that, you know, as we pull out of this pandemic that, uh, you know, maybe maybe the fans will come back to the ballpark and, and sort of turn out and, and support the team uh, the way that they need it uh, in, in next season and, and years to come. Yeah, it's encouraging, Joe. I mean, they finished right now. They rank 20th in the big leagues in attendance. I mean, you know, I think really for 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 the attendance to mean something to the Indians, they have to draw, get really close to 2 million. 
you know, too many in attendance. And, you know, like you said, but this is, this has not been a normal season. Last year, they didn't, you know, there was played in, in front of empty seats. This year, you know, it was, uh, you know, they, they had to limit capacity until, you know, what to go 30, 40 before they finally lifted, you know, it was 100% capacity. Um, so I think this is a pretty good showing. I think, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, if this team continues to uh, improve, I think if they make some, you know, moves over the winter to improve this offense, I think, uh, you know, it, it, they'll have a fair shot at maybe, you know, not getting the two million because they've only done it once in the last like 10, 12 years, but they can, you know, nudge it up there to one seven, something like that. Right. Well, uh, there will be no more uh, attendance added as the Indians have what six games left on the road. Uh, you're in Kansas City um, for tonight's game, Aaron Savali versus Brady Singer. Uh, Singer always seems to figure things out against the Indians and and, and pitch well against them. Uh, Savali coming off a couple up and down starts. Uh, what do we expect here in this series opener to to close out the uh, the final road trip of the year? Yeah, it's, it's a weird kind of turnaround because the two teams played yesterday at, in Cleveland. Now they're, you know, they're, back, they're in Kansas City. The Indians have played well against Kansas City. I think, uh, you know, Savali has, you know, I, I, I think uh, this, well, this, he, this would probably be his last start, right? Probably, I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think he would like to go out on a winning note. Um, but... Um, you know, it's, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be, uh, you know, a pretty good matchup. And Singer is one of, you know, the uh, the uh, Royals, you know, top young starters. Uh, the Indians have seen him a lot. He made his big league debut against them. So they'll have their hands full with this guy. Well, we asked Cal Quantrill yesterday, uh, if he never has to see Salvador Perez again, will it be too soon? Uh, and that was sort of the response. Cal said, yeah, trade him now. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Indians are, are are probably sick and tired of seeing the Royals uh, this year, though they've they've had some pretty good success against them. All right, Hoinsey, we'll be back with you yet uh, yet again tomorrow for another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.